Hello again, everyone, and welcome once more to Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. for you another mini stranger um brought to you again during lockdown i am of course ruth mcphee and i am joined by the lovely chris rogers hello and Vinny the cat is here on the floor not making any noises at the moment so we'll see what happens with him how much he enjoys the stories um it's bank holiday weekend uh when we're recording this it's sunday afternoon we've got some beer we thought no one has to work tomorrow so it doesn't even matter maybe we'll drink some other drinks let's see what happens chris looks incredulous he's not sure (laughs) chris is drinking one of the beers that we ourselves have brewed uh it's like a ginger ale kind of thing yeah although ginger ale makes it sound like ginger ale it's not ginger ale it's, it's an a, ale that has a gingery taste. Yeah, an ale flavoured with ginger. I've just got um, a shit muncher's Estrella, but I'm quite happy with that for now because it's really hot up here. <laughs> Still, lucky for us, our story today is in fact set in a very cold February. So hopefully all the talk of cold February air um, and there's quite a lot of talk of snow, that might mean that we don't feel quite so hot and sweaty while um, we're recording. Our minds will cool us down. Yeah, exactly. The power of our minds will transform our surroundings into something a bit more cold. Our story today is about an unfortunate drunk woman. (laughs) How appropriate. How appropriate. (laughs) We're drinking, as I've said. We're going to hear the story. That's all we've been doing. That's all we've been doing. (laughs) We're going to hear the story of Elizabeth Woodcock. You might be familiar with her if you know anything of kind of Cambridge history because she's she appears in quite a lot of accounts um she pops up in um but it's quite a a fun a fun tale so I thought it'd be a nice one to do today when are we I don't know you tell me I'll tell you we're in February 1799 yes very quick context George III is on the throne right Mad yet, or back to madness, uh, get, pre-madness? Uh, kind of on the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just before the Prince Regent was kind of officially, well, officially made the Prince Regent. Right. But he was certainly on the way, old George III. William Pitt the Younger, Prime Minister. Right, this is all Blackadder knowledge, I know, isn't it? <laughs> it's classic Blackadder III <laughs> that we're looking at. I don't think the uh, machinations of court had much effect, though, on the life of a rural peasant living in Impington. <laughs> But, but there we are. Actually, I say peasant. I don't know if that's fair or not. I think she was just a normal. You were just uh, viewing person. it as like the Prince Regent, i.e., everyone is a peasant. Exactly. To him, everyone is a peasant. So, Elizabeth Woodcock, 43. She lives in the village in Impington. Impington is just outside Cambridge. Um, it, it's still there. It's still just outside Cambridge. Got a village college. Yeah, got a, got a famous village college. 
when I was young and we were doing our GCSEs, it was famous because you could do the locally famous, I mean, not not nationally or, or God forbid, internationally. Uh, you could do the IB there, the International Baccalaureate at Impington. Oh, why? I don't know. They just thought it might suit some people. Right. So that's what all we knew about Impington Village College was that you could do the IB. Not the most exciting anecdote, is it? No, this one's much better. <laughs> <laughs> this story about Elizabeth Woodcock, much, much better. Don't worry, people. We haven't got to the, the, the dregs of the East Anglian stories just yet. Okay, it's Saturday the 2nd of February, 1799. Elizabeth Woodcock sets out from her home in Impington, off to market in Cambridge Town. Um, Her plan at market is to sell some uh, eggs and to sell some butter, which she has churned herself. Uh, She hasn't laid the eggs. One would hope not. And she's going to go and like buy some groceries and stuff. You know, a standard Saturday. Yeah, just like lockdown times. Yeah. (laughs) Trying trying to desperately sell the things you've made in your house in order to feed yourself for the rest of the week. (laughs) We should be selling our beer. (laughs) I don't think that's legal. (laughs) Nobody cares about that anymore. Come on. So she heads off to market. She has a, a day at the market, buys a few bits, sells some eggs and butter. And then as evening approaches, she thinks time to, to head home. But what does she think she'll do on the way home? Mm, cheeky pint. Cheeky pint! <laughs> <laughs> what do we all do on the way home from a hard day's work? Just pop off for a cheeky pint. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I'll just have a little drink because it's quite a, you know, I've got to got to ride home. Um, it's going to be really cold. I think I'll just pop in for for a drink before I make that that journey. How far outside of Cambridge is Impington? Oh, like two or three miles. It's not okay. far. So on a horse, we're talking oh, yeah. what, like ten minutes? Well, <laughs> not ten minutes. I don't know how fast does a horse go in the I snow. A, a, a horse is faster than no. What, the nerd car? No, I was going to say that thing about the the tide coming in, but it's actually that the tide is faster than the horse, isn't it? Not the other way around. Why are you putting a horse in the tide? Well, it's just a point of comparison, isn't it? Are you thinking of that Guinness advert? (laughs) And they're trying to get out, but they can't. Is that what's happening? No, I don't think so. (laughs) What's happening? Aren't they surfing on some big waves? Maybe. I don't like that advert because I am really hate waves. I'm a bit scared of big waves. So I didn't used to like looking at the advert. So I wasn't sure what the horses were trying to do, to be honest. Let alone why it should make us want to drink Guinness. Anyway, sorry, yeah, she's uh, stopped. Yeah, so it's not, you know, it's fine for a day out and in of Cambridge. It's not an unfeasible distance, but it's not, you wouldn't want to walk. No. Well, you could walk. Anyway, let's not worry about those details. Okay, so most of the sources that tell this story suggest that the pub she stopped at was called the Three Tons Inn. Okay, I was going to ask which pub. Do we know Um, where that is in relation to anything? Yeah, it's... Up, I think it's on was on Castle Hill, okay. but it's not there now. Right, and it, it as far as I can tell, it's actually where it used to be is just an empty plot now. Oh, okay. It's been developed. It, it it didn't turn into another pub, which quite right. often happens. Yeah, and there are quite a lot of pubs on Castle Hill. Yeah, there's lots up there. And David Barraclough says in his book Bloody British History of Cambridge. Bloody British History. <laughs> He says, of all the Cambridge pubs, the Three Tons was most associated with felons and 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-wells. Brilliant. Uh, And he says that it was the pub that quite a lot of, um, you know, highwaymen and unsavoury types would go to. It was the loco of its day. Uh, (laughs) 
for those of you who, which may be a lot of you who don't know about the loco, that was it was a pub in Cambridge when I was growing up called the Locomotive, and it was just a den of iniquity. Basically, it was just yeah, a, a bad scene. <laughs> Lots only, of underage only, drinking. The only place you could watch football on a Saturday. Well, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, I mean, not as far as we're concerned. No, but as far as the Premier League were concerned, a big no-no. Okay, and yeah, there it got. There was a stabbing outside. It, the landlord got busted for keeping drugs in the safe. Yeah, it was. It, you know, it it was felons and nerdy wells, but also just the average folk of Cambridge were in there as well. <laughs> so that's a nice thing about Cambridge, sometimes, isn't it? All all types, <laughs> all in together all in the local. Um, and actually, the on a Saturday. There's no indication that Elizabeth was a felon or an Eddie well, so it was probably just a convenient place for her to to have a drink on the way home. So stops off, has a drink or two. I think we can suggest probably two, maybe even three, <laughs> based on subsequent events. And then she thinks, right, better get on with the journey. It's of course by now really dark because yeah. it's it's February. The days are short. She fills her flask with brandy before she leaves the pub. We've got some brandy. We might drink it after these beers. We might beers. fill our flasks. We might we fill our mouths with brandy. So she fills her flask with brandy. She thinks this will keep me warm. I imagine that's what I'd think. Yeah, like a St. Bernard. You'd think it's not even for the alcohol content. You're just going to be oh, kept no. warm. Oh, no, you're not thinking I've had a few drinks. I, you know, really want another one. It's, it's, you think this will keep me warm. I want to keep my buzz going. <laughs> By the time we get home, I want to uh, have a nice, massive bottle of wine waiting for me. Yeah, a bit of lounge disco. Phone ahead to the husband, get the wine out. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Couldn't do it. Okay, so she gets on the horse, got her brandy. The snow has started to fall quite a bit more heavily. It's been gently snowing through the prior days, but now it starts to fall a bit more heavily. But still, she resolves to carry on back to her family. Really, I guess there's not much option. You can't stay overnight in the three tons. <laughs> As far as I no, know. And, you know, she probably wants to go home, doesn't she? Yeah, probably. So she continues back in these adverse weather conditions. And she was actually doing quite well. She got most of the way. She was only less than a mile from Impington when disaster struck. <laughs> <laughs> Something, we don't know what, scared her horse and it reared up. Oh, threw her. Threw her to the ground. She was flung to the ground. She wasn't hurt, but... She did subsequently find it very difficult to get back on her horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's let's be fair here. Probably outside the three tons, there was probably like a mounting block or something, wasn't it? So you could, you or know those like things a... where you climb up the steps and then you, you're high so you can get on your horse yeah. real easy. In the middle of nowhere, you've got to get on it from standing up. Or an air do well help, helps you on yeah, at the so. three tons, picking your pocket yeah, while they do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Um, <laughs> But, if, if you were cast so, as a ne'er do well, I mean, it, was she perhaps she was numb from the cold because she had been flung off the horse into the snow? That's true. Perhaps she was too drunk. Perhaps to she was up. too drunk. That's also a possibility. Uh, and many accounts do suggest she was rather worse for wear. She must have been really soggy as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tired, grumpy for sure. Yeah, because she'd I just reckon. gone in the snow. Cold, really cold. Really cold. Um, so she can't get back on her horse. I think the horse wanders off. <laughs> Yeah. I know. So her you options. Have it. Well, she wasn't thinking straight. Oh, yeah. She's full of brandy. Who knows what she drank oh, at the three yeah. she tons? She was probably swigging on the horse on the way back. Exactly. That's what I mean. Journey juice. Journey juice. Her options then are walk home, but the snow is getting very heavy now, very heavy indeed. So she takes a different option, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure was the best choice. <laughs> She decides to take shelter. Oh, okay. But there is appropriate shelter nearby, I'm sure. So, Well, um, what do you mean by appropriate shelter? I don't know, a hut. 
Mm. Um, a cave? <laughs> right. I don't know. How about a hawthorn bush? Oh, no. <laughs> Spiky. Not appropriate, you'd say. <laughs> Not appropriate. Well, that's, that's what she thinks is appropriate shelter. Oh. She finds a hawthorn hedge. And goes inside. Kind of under. Right. She, like, crawls, she, like, nestles down, so a bit of it's overhanging her. This is definitely some drunk decision making. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is how you know she was drunk. However, she must have found it quite cosy. Do you know why? Mm, no. She, she's, she's had a bit to drink. Yeah. Cozy's down in her little, under her bush, has a little snooze. Oh, lovely. <laughs> she just snoozes off. I thought you meant what element of the bush had made it cosy. Oh, I, I thinking, see. Well, I don't know. Not the spikes, that's not the, for sure. No, not the spikes. Um, no, she, she just, um, she snoozes off, <laughs> which seems quite remarkable. Yeah. Given the circumstances. It's also not a very good idea. The snow keeps falling through the night. She awakes in the morning and discovers she is completely surrounded. Buried? Buried. The whole bush is covered? Yeah. The bush covered all in snow. She's got her, like, a little cave has formed around her where she's, like, nestled a bit under the bush. But the snow is all around. One side bush, one side snow. Above her, snow. A disaster! I mean... How heavy was the snow? Well, I think the bush must have sheltered her a bit. So she didn't get like the full weight of the snow on her body. But I mean, it would have to have been an awful lot of snow to completely bury the bush and make it such that she was trapped there. Well, I think the bush still poked out the top, Mm. but she was down at the bottom. Right. So she was buried. I guess the snow was different in those days, wasn't it? Because, I mean, the, the world was the world was colder. <laughs> I find this a strange statement. <laughs> no, well, I was, I was just going to say, like, in the entire time I've li- lived in Cambridge, however many years as an adult, I don't know, nearly 20 years, I guess, like, I can I can think of one bad snow. When I was at uh, primary school, which, so we're looking at 80s, kind of probably like late 80s, maybe it was 88, was that a snowy year? Anyway, um, there was a there was very, very deep snowfall. And I because re- I remember and the schools were closed, which never happened yeah. again. Yeah, that my, happened like once life. in my school life. So it, but, but, you know, not so deep that I couldn't walk somewhere. <laughs> right. Like deep, you know, if you were driving, probably you were in trouble. But um, well, just, you know, walking. But as well, you get drifts, don't you? Yeah. Against true. things. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're disputing the facts. No, I'm not disputing the facts. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to imagine how it can have come to be that it could have snowed. How so the situation much got so bad for overnight? Her. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I suppose. Well, you know, there's always the things like the um, like the frost fairs on the Thames and things like that, which are indicative of uh, the fact that the winters were harsher. I guess because it was pre-industrialization and that hadn't had its contributing effect. Well, we weren't splurting <laughs> out hot fumes into yeah, the, exactly. Into yeah, the air. yeah. Well, maybe Elizabeth was. Oh dear. <laughs> I bet the three tons was full of hot fumes, (laughs) unpleasant hot fumes from the felons. So, yeah, there she was, completely, completely snowed under. What would you do if that happened? I'd probably dig my way out. Mm. No? Well... You don't recommend it? With what? Just your hands? I suppose so. I'd kick my way out. Yeah. I don't (laughs) think she could... She wasn't in a position to kick. I mean, so she's lying down under a bush, She's like, yeah, she's like fetal. You could use your your feet to scrape. She's a bit fetal. I'm making a scraping motion. You can't see. (laughs) He's scraping the floor. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Has she she still got her groceries with her at this stage? Have they gone off on the horse? Some stuff went on the horse because I think there was like a saddlebag on the horse. Right, okay. So, um, yeah. Because, you know, I might have a little bit of food for strength. Right, then, you, that's, then, that would be your first thing. Yeah, I think so. Have a bit of food. Yeah, she's probably got some, I don't know, what she bought. Something she can eat raw. Bread. Maybe she's got some bread. Maybe. That's gone right soggy from the snow, I bet. Yeah, but you'd eat it in this situation. I suppose you? so. She's actually, though, she's not far from the road. 
because she was on the road when she got chucked yeah, off the horse. Yeah. It's Sunday, oh. Sunday morning. She can hear the church bells. Oh, people are on their way to church. So she knows that there's people around. So she thinks maybe I'll be able to get some attention. So she tries to shout for help. But we know that snow muffles yeah. sound. I really like the um, acoustic effect of a heavy snowfall when you go out. And mm. it just sounds unreal, doesn't it? Yeah. So so I think that that is hindering her mm. ability to get help. Um, so she knows there's people nearby. She can hear the bells. But no luck. She shouts and shouts, but no one comes to find her. Another night passes. Elizabeth's in her cave. So she's just been there shouting all day. Yeah. Very wretched. A real wretched business. On Monday the 4th of February, she thinks, well... I need to think a bit more of a plan. She's got a uh, a red handkerchief and she manages to like wiggle a bit and she gets a branch, she breaks a branch off the hawthorn and ties her red handkerchief on it. And then she thinks, I'm going to poke this, if I can, up through the snow, up and up through the snow. And then maybe someone will see my red handkerchief and they'll come and help me. That's a good idea. Yeah. She's sober now, of course. Yeah, she's, gosh, she's... Well, think of think of <laughs> think of waking up and you're hungover. Yeah. That's bad enough. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really not cold. at home. That's bad. I've I've gone to sleep at the side of the road. Not good. Then you're in a fucking snow cave. Yeah, not fun. What a nightmare. Oh, I suppose dear. at least you've got lots of uh, water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to dehydrate, is no. she? That's the good thing. Um, so she pokes a scarf, her handkerchief up, um, and and thinks, well, I just have to hope someone. Someone sees this. Another day passes. Another day passes. Was that two another days? Yeah. And then another day <laughs> passes. I mean, what is she doing all this time? Just hoping. Goodness me. Or, well, dwindling, I suppose, yeah. in strength. Her horse, of course, has by this time made its way, its way home. home, yeah. Um, which her husband's a bit alarmed because, firstly, she's not come back. Maybe thinks, oh, she got drunk, stayed at the three tonnes, mm. I don't know. And then this horse comes back riderless mm. that's going to concern you so he rounds up some villagers and they go out hunting they start to go out looking for elizabeth of course the uh, snow will have covered any tracks exactly they can't they can't track her um so they continue to search one day two days three days hang on is this an addition to all the days she's already spent or are you overlapping your timelines? I'm not overlapping. Oh my goodness! So she's about a week now in a in a in under a bush in some in snow. Cave. And the snow hasn't melted in this time. The snow has stayed. It was a very cold, cold. Oh, I can't winter. believe it. At last, one of the searchers spots a tiny splash of red in the snowy landscape, and he races over. This is Sunday, the eighth of February. So a week later, she's been in the snow for a week and a day. Oh my goodness! They managed to like scruffle down into the snow scruffle down and they look into the little hole they've made and they see a little huddled figure at the bottom of the hole. Are you there, Elizabeth? She called up. Yes, get me out! <laughs> Not unreasonably. She's alive! Wow. She'd been in the snow for eight days. With only some soggy bread and some snow to eat. Well, we don't even know about the soggy bread. I a don't think she berries poisonous? Well, you don't get berries in February. Oh, yeah, maybe not. She's alive, can you believe it? I mean, that does seem astonishing. And so they... He calls for help. Quick, I found her. And they start digging, digging her out. Luckily for Elizabeth, she had been carrying a pair of nutcrackers with her. <laughs> and so it's reported she had a small packet of nuts purchased at the market. Oh, well, that's good. And she'd been managing to crack and eat the nuts. 
Promising. And as you say, drink the snow. That's the thing. I mean, actually, you can survive without food for an awful long time, can't mm. you? But it's as long the, as you've uh, got water. Yeah, lack of water that does for you. And the Nutcrackers are now in the collection of the Museum of Cambridge. Oh, really? Formerly the Folk Museum. They have the Nutcrackers that um, supposedly belong to ah. uh, Elizabeth Woodcock. That's great. Um, so she's alive. This obviously seems quite miraculous. Nobody can believe it. It becomes quite the popular news story, mm-hmm. both locally and nationwide. Everyone likes a good news story. Don't exactly. They? It's like a fun... And well, finally, a woman in Cambridge was discovered today. <laughs> and yeah, and finally, Elizabeth Woodcock, still alive, miraculous. Yeah. Eight days buried in her snowy cave. Um, so she becomes a bit of a celebrity, but of course she's, she's not unscathed by her ordeal. Mentally or physically? Well, I don't know about mentally, but physically. Because fine, she's had some water. Fine, she's eaten a few sparse, meagre yeah, nuts. That's, that's it for eight days. But also, she's in the fucking snow. Yeah, it's cold. Although, snow like that, a very good insulator. I believe inside an igloo, the temperature can be as high as 16 degrees Celsius. But would you be in an igloo with bare hands and not really proper footwear. I don't know. Probably not, no. No, because what happened, she had severe frostbite Mm. in her extremities Mm. and this eventually turned into gangrene, Uh. basically because all the circulation was was fucked to her far extremities and, yeah, gangrenous fingers and toes. And she was bedridden for quite a long time. How many did she have left by the end? (laughs) I haven't got detailed numbers about fingers and toes left. I reckon your fingers would go for sure. Well, maybe not the whole finger. I think you're more likely to lose a whole toe, whereas you might lose a finger like up to the first knuckle or maybe Mm. even the second knuckle. But once gangrene sets in. So she, you know, she wasn't in a great way. There was an artist called Mr. J. Baldry who um, inquired for permission to visit her um, as she lay in her recovery bed after her ordeal. She granted him permission and he made a drawing which was then turned into an engraving of Elizabeth propped up in her sickbed uh, and that was circulated like in all the side. papers. Yep, prints and engravings were depicted. This one did very well of her in her sickbed but there was also one of her, someone did in her in like her snow cave but it's they've made her look like... Do you know the painting... Um, the Madonna of the Rocks by Leonardo da Vinci. Mm, I don't think I do. And it's the Virgin Mary, but she looks like she's she's kind of in a cave. Right. And they've, I don't think deliberately, maybe deliberately, made Elizabeth Woodcock look like a kind of Virgin Mary figure with all this sort of draped cloth around her. Well, it was a miraculous little... uh, survival. Yeah, wasn't it? maybe. Um, and they've made her face look quite attractive. And then, <laughs> and, and in real life, she's not that attractive. Well, if you look at the Baldry one, which was done from from life, well, you know, she looks like a forty three year old. And he lived in 1799 yeah. <laughs> and had just survived an ordeal of being in the snow for eight days. Grumpy. Yeah, I bet. Really grumpy. Because, you know, it's not like taking a photo. It's not like pose, snap, and it's done. Yeah, exactly. in there. You just want to recover. And he's like, hang on, the light, I'm losing the light. I've got to get this bit now. <laughs> and also with that, when that print was circulated, there was some text recounting her story. So he also asked her, you know, can you tell me your story? Right. Um, which is where we have such detailed accounts from right. of what happened. But she did not say so much about the booze. That was <laughs> other people right. filling in some information. Eyewitness testimony. <laughs> Um, as a result of her newfound fame, she received visits, cards, gifts from well-wishers near and far. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. It sounds like her fondness for booze had had become a crucial part of the story even then, because quite a lot of the gifts were, <laughs> were, <laughs> were boozy. Were boozy. <laughs> 
people sent her um, bottles of liqueurs. I bet the three tons were dining out on it for uh, (laughs) weeks to come, weren't they? Um, I think there's some other stories about the the three tons relating to highwaymen and things. So I'll have to try and see what else was Do a three ton special. Yeah. So she, yeah, she, I guess, well, I'm sure most of us have given the choice between having to be buried in the snow for eight days in order to be a celebrity and get some presents. You'd rather just not have any of it happen. Yeah, you're saying it's the old days big brother. <laughs> gangrene in the feet. <laughs> no, none of them got gangrene. Maybe maybe the old days they on got, the celebrity. They got mental gangrene. Yeah. That's what happens Where to reality now? TV stars, mental gangrene. Well, Jay Goody's dead. Well, I know, but we can't blame that on big brother. Or gangrene. No. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds fun with all the presents, but not fun enough to have had the rest <laughs> of it. Had to go through the whole ordeal. I mean, you'd be so bored more than anything, wouldn't you? Even lying like awake on the ground, not in the snow, for let's say three hours is a bit of an ordeal, isn't it? <laughs> I've never tried it. Well, I mean, I can imagine. Um, actually, this story is inappropriate because it's a hot summer's day, but it is appropriate because she was, I've just thought of the parallel. She was like us. In lockdown, only Not she couldn't do any essential shopping. <laughs> she was having a much worse time. But, you know, just the, the thought of boredom. Yeah, no binging box sets for her. Being alone with your thoughts. Oh, goodness. No. Yeah, for eight days. Christ. Probably, maybe the cold um, slows you down mentally anyway, so you're having fewer thoughts per minute. Yeah, maybe. I know that it slows, well, the Greenland shark, which lives in freezing waters, mm. they live for 600 years. <laughs> But the way they do it is Because they're like in suspended animation. Yeah, their metabolism is like insanely slow. Right. And their heartbeat is something crazy like once every six minutes or something. <laughs> but I don't think that eight days is enough no. for you to adapt in that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hot in this room. It's making me silly. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, it's happened again. This always happens. I laugh about something and then my next sentence oh, a serious point has to be that somebody's dying. It always happens. Okay, so yeah, she had a short-lived celebrity, but she had ongoing health complications Mm. and illness uh, as a result of her horrible ordeal. And ultimately, she died in July of the same year. Oh, well, a very brief period of uh, celebrity. Yeah, so she only made it a few more months. Here are the words recording her death and news of her burial, her actual burial, not her snow burial. burial. In the Impington Parish Register. On the 11th day of July 1799, died Elizabeth Woodcock, wife of Daniel Woodcock, aged 43 years of a lingering disease in consequence of a confinement under the snow of nearly eight days and nights. That is to say, from Saturday the 2nd till Sunday, ye 10th day of February 1799. And then what's fun is, in different handwriting, Hmm. someone has added the following note... She was in a state of intoxication when she was lost. NB, her death was accelerated, to say the least, by spirituous liqueurs afterwards taken, procured by the donations of numerous visitors. Oh dear, was that the temperance movement? <laughs> I don't know. So someone's obviously gone, well, they've left out the important facts yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Only happened because she was drunk and then the booze hastened her decline. Someone took umbrage that the boozy elements of the story had not been accurately reported. So they added this little note onto the register. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So who knows what she died of? She probably drank herself into a stupor by the sound of things. Yeah. And how was she holding the bottle? The brandy? Yeah. Because if her fingers were gangrenous... 
Yeah, but that would have taken a while, wouldn't it? Maybe I mean she probably finished the brandy on like the second day. No, but I mean no, no, not then. Later. Oh, later. Oh, sorry, right. <laughs> so that's that's the official record. And cuz it's all it does sound a unlikely story because it's all well documented from the time. There doesn't seem to be any suggestion that it isn't true. No, from several sources as well presumably. Yeah. People who'd seen her in the pub and people who are in the search party yeah. and stuff. Um exactly, exactly. So that's the story of Elizabeth Woodcock. How unfortunate. After her death, a memorial stone was laid. Um, and it was laid at the spot where she was snowy buried. Right. Not actually buried. <laughs> I presume she had a proper gravestone as well. Can it we go and see it? The spot of her accidental entrapment. Yeah. We can see it, but not that original one. Right. Typically, the stone was routinely defaced by people <laughs> carving their initials on it. <laughs> I think it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Boozy yeah. initials carved on her stone. And... That was replaced in 1849 with a larger memorial, which is still in situ. And the original stone is held in the collection of the Museum of Cambridge as well, oh, wow. along with the Nutcrackers. So they've got some... Some ephemera. Yeah, some uh, Elizabeth Woodcock memories. Oh, well, when we're allowed uh, back into museums, we'll have to go and see them. Mm. I doubt the stone is on display. Maybe I think it it's is. rather large. I've just finished my beer, so I'm going to have a little bit of brandy okay. just for the end of the story. Okay. Do you want some brandy? Yeah, sure, why not? I know it's, what time, like half past three on Sunday uh, afternoon? Ten past four. Not classic brandy time, is it? But... No, or brandy weather even, really. <laughs> God, you can't put a cube of ice in brandy. That'd be insane. Now, just imagine you're Elizabeth Woodcock under the snow. Are you imagining it? Yeah, I think yours is much bigger than mine. Could be. I'll just tip, <laughs> I'll tip a bit over. Whoop. Oh, no. Oh, it's gone on the desk. <laughs> Thank you. It's not gone on any, any technology, though, which is the most important thing. So we can <laughs> imagine you're in a cave of snow. Yep, yep okay. <laughs> Sniffing the brandy, just yeah. to be sure. I think the fumes alone would um, pep you up. Yeah, they'd keep you, keep you um, alert, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, we can Ooh, only... Oh, I can feel the warmth Ooh. filling me up. Lovely. <laughs> it's the, just what we need. Wind pipe down. <laughs> they replaced the, the stone in 1849 with a new column like a larger memorial column and it's still there on the route between Cambridge and Impington apparently you can see it from the guided busway um and it's got it looks like a big um like a gray chimney a kind of tall column and then there's a base and the base has got the following words carved on it in memory of Eliz Woodcock lost on this spot in a snowstorm when returning from Cambridge market on Feb 2nd 1799 she was discovered eight days after Seven feet beneath the snow, alive and in possession seven of all her feet. senses. Yeah, seven feet below the snow. I can't believe it. Alive How? and in possession of all her senses. How can there have been seven feet of snow? It I... must have like snowed continually for two weeks or something. I mean, it can happen. God. Yeah, just, you know, like never in our lifetime, I suppose, which makes it seem, it's, it seems like beyond anything we can comprehend. Yeah. I, I Even mean... when I went to Kazakhstan in the middle of winter, <laughs> you were looking at maybe... Two feet of snow. I'm not having that much trouble believing it. No? Okay. I don't know why you're so incredulous. Oh, yeah. Seven feet. That's really deep. Well, as I say, a drift. Yeah, it must have been. A drift it? could come. I suppose I suppose we're not taking into account the um, geography of the actual area. You know. I don't think we need to. So the bush could have been in a hollow to begin with. <laughs> I didn't know that this was the part of the story that would cause so much concern. <laughs> <laughs> was the... The unfeasibility of the snowfall. Yes, so the memorial's still there. A ceremony was held for the erection of the new monument and a special ballad was composed for the occasion. Oh, right. I can't sing it. No, don't. Because I don't know this tune. (laughs) Charming. Uh, I can tell you the words, though. 
I won't do it in the voice of an eel. (laughs) (laughs) Made that mistake once before. Yeah, exactly. She was in prison, as you see, all in a cave of snow. And she could not relieved be, though she was frozen so. Ah, well a day. For she was all frozen with frost. Eight days and nights, poor soul. But when they gave her up for lost, they found her down a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well a day. I read it in far too jaunty a voice. <laughs> yeah, it's probably very, uh, very somber. It isn't should it? have the fir- the mo- the first definitely the first. I'd say six lines should have been in a more somber tone. Sorry, Elizabeth. And that's the story of Elizabeth Woodcock. Great. Alcohol, snow, gangrene. a miraculous escape, gangrene, an unfortunate early death. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. It's not funny. I'll probably put some images up. I'm going to try and put some images up on a blog about this and the next one that we're going to do. Um, So please visit our website at ruthisstranger.co.uk and you can have a look at some pictures. Maybe the memorial will go up. What about the nutcrackers? Uh, Yeah, I've seen a picture of them. They just, I mean, they're they're not exciting. They just look like nutcrackers. But they're not a, it's not like a soldier, you know, like the nutcracker. No. They're just just a kind of pair of shit munchers nutcrackers. So don't get excited about that one. Okay. But I'll put some other things up. Okay, I think that's it. Have you got anything to add? I don't think I have, no. All seems very cut and dried. Oh, we've still got this brandy to finish, though. Oh, well, what are we going to do? String it out for another three minutes? I suppose so. What's the, what's the... Have you ever been in a situation of life or death like Elizabeth Woodcock? No. Oh. I wondered if that Have would you? lead us to a fun story. No, I haven't. I once had a dream where <laughs> I I was on some kind of building site and I went inside the jaws of a digger. Oh, and they, no. And they closed around me and I was I actually in the, in the dream was like, shit, that was stupid. That's Why it did now. I go inside I've, the jaws yeah, of I've this just, digger? I'm basically going to die now because of my own stupidity. Oh, no. I um, think for you that would be... just a dream. For me, I fully expect that I am going to die of my own stupidity. <laughs> It only seems a matter of time. But for you, I can imagine that would be really galling. Right. I put, like, I put oh. too much uh, thing in being sensible. Well, no, because you are sen- you you make good decisions usually. So I can see that for you, if you died as a result of a silly decision, yeah. it, would, it would be bad. Whereas for me, I'd just be like, oh, well, this is typical. <laughs> <laughs> and all, everyone that heard about it would go like, oh, sounds yeah. about right. She did like a drink. Yeah, she did voluntarily... Cl- crawl inside the jaws of a digger thinking it would be a fun lark <laughs> she did decide to crawl under a hawthorn bush just to see what was under there yeah have a, have a nice sleep <laughs> oh god no i can't sleep anywhere so yeah that would be my saving grace in that situation oh right, right cheers cheers goodbye <laughs>